for the blood. The Bible says the life is in the blood. Well, you and I both know that is true. But the question is, where is the blood applied? The Bible says without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And when Peter stood on that day and declared this wonderful message, repent, every one of you be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. You know, Brother Mike, right then, the blood started being applied. And life started being conferred to me right there. Something began to happen in my life that man could never do for me, Brother Mike. The world couldn't do for me. Friends couldn't do for me. My great family couldn't do for me. But when the blood touched my life, sin, the bondage of it was broken. Oh, I thank God for the blood. Is there anybody here that you came from the world and you know the power of the blood? It broke that addiction. understand all that stuff but here's the thing when I just did it the experience took over what I didn't understand I didn't maybe understand how it all worked but I did it brother Daryl and when I come up out of that water and he filled me with the Holy I don't ever want it to get old. I want it to always be just like the first time when I got it. That smile on my face and joy in my heart for God looked down on me and said, hey, I got something for you. And here's the... Well, I'm thankful for what God does and has done for all of us. God bless you. Y'all be seated for a moment. I missed a little bit of the announcements. I know the one Brother Fontenot asked me to announce for him. He uh, wanted to give a report Friday night at the sectional uh, meeting. Uh, the youth uh, sectional meeting there in Evangeline uh, was a tremendous, tremendous crowd. Brother Bushnell was there as well as I and my family. And, and uh, the crowd was just amazing, uh, all those young people. And this is the part he... He, 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 probably this is why I needed to make the announcement. He preached a message, Brother Fontenot, that was absolutely incredible. Uh, I, I'm telling you, it was amazing, the, the power of God that moved through that message. And I had several, as you maybe, Brother Bushnell as well, I had several ministers come up and tell me just again what a, what a tremendous message. I'm thankful when God uses our own. And God used him that night, and I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. And uh, I, again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a little, my mind is, is full tonight, but so many uh, different things I, I want to I wanna say. Um, one, and, and I'm not going to call a name, but did anybody notice the concrete coming in? Well, I'm not going to tell you the who, but I thank God for people in our church that just take it upon themselves. They see the need, and uh, they 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 do a, 
a work for the church that's not always known. And uh, I'm just so thankful for people that, that, that do that. And walking up, looking at the concrete, it was just white and sparkling. And uh, I thank God for, for the people of God that, that do that kind of stuff. Aren't you thankful for the people of God? I'm thankful for it. And there's so many others. Brother Ken, Brother, Brother Joe, and uh, Brother Jeff Doucette help so much with different things uh, like that all over the church. And I'm so thankful for, for all they do to keep this thing running, uh, you know, because it's a full-time job uh, to keep everything going like it is. And I thank God. I, I just, to, the last few days, my heart has just been full with just, and I've told God this in prayer. So just just pardon me in my uh, rhetoric here for a moment, but I'm just I've always been thankful for the church and the people of God, but even more so in this hour, because I realize how important it is we need each other, and uh, we we're a blessed church to have people that that you don't really have to tell them, hey look we need to get this done. It's like it just gets done and uh, efficiently and with excellence. And I'm so thankful for that. I attribute a lot of that to, to the previous Brother Bushnell. And, and uh, I honor him always. I, I can't say enough. That's why I said, y'all just pardon me. So just sit back and hush up. I love Brother Bushnell and Sister Bushnell. And uh, being in that sectional meeting, they, uh, he, he got elected again, which hands down is our presbyter again. And I'm thankful for that. I told him I want him well and not going nowhere. And uh, I'm thankful for him. And Brother Fontenot was elected again. Uh, same as our youth, uh, what you call y'all, youth things. What is it? Sectional youth leader. Yeah, I almost said president, but you ain't that yet. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> Thank the Lord for that. So it was a good, good meeting. I just, my heart's full tonight. That's all this is. I'm just thankful for what God has done. You know, the book of Romans, first chapter, talks about a thankful heart. And it says the reason people started worshiping the creature instead of the creator is because they become unthankful. And when you and I start turning to idolatry of worshiping our own opinions, you can mark it back or trace it back. It all goes back to unthankfulness. And I want you and I to always be thankful for the blessings of God that are upon us every day. And I know many of you thank the Lord through the day, but it's good that we do it in concert together, thanking God for, for what He's done. If you got your Bibles, Brother Ron, we got a new program. Oh, are you? Well, bless God, help us tonight. We're trying to get some of these things, these new programs, and, and updated and different things, and and to do it, it's a whole new learning curve. And uh, so, uh, but even the old one, you know, sometimes these older things work just fine. Why you got to upgrade it? Them stupid upgrades on my phone mess more up than the, than the upgrade. You know, I'd be fine with an operating system, uh, a phone four. You know, flip phones ain't that bad. I know some that still got a few. John chapter 15, I want to pick up. Uh, we didn't last Wednesday. But there, there's some key, key nuggets in here. Is everybody okay tonight? I just feel very relaxed. Uh, I'm not going to, if the Lord takes us down the road, we will. But I want you to just, just stay with me. I won't be long tonight. Uh, I do tomorrow. Please, I got a doctor's appointment in Houston. 
and it's just that old back thing I need to get them to kind of look at again and uh, just say the Lord gives me a prayer that I don't kick my way out of that MRI. I can't stand them tubes. Sister Debbie, I'm going to tell them I want some Benadryl knock me out and, and that. So just keep us in prayer. I'm going to go there. I'm going to actually leave tonight because it's early in the morning and uh, knock that out. Then we'll come back. i got some other stuff I want to do, and I'll be back Friday. So just cover us in prayer that it, that it all goes good. But, but I want to go to some of these little nuggets here. And, and if you'll just stay with me for maybe 30, 40 minutes. I'm not planning on being long. I, just, I, want, I want you to get this. Uh, this whole this whole lesson, I, 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 honest enough, I'm not just warbling on holiness or this abiding, and I hope that you you perceive that uh, God's given me a new understanding of holiness and how to teach this, and and it, I ain't this smart. That's all there is to it. And these scriptures he's given me, and then yesterday, and then again today, it's like he's already given me uh, the next lesson, two, three, four down the road, and I'm seeing how it's all connected. And uh, and so just just stay with me, and and I promise you, if, if you'll keep your attention with me, it'll make sense. John 15, we stopped last time on verse 19, Brother Ron. And I, I'm, I'm going to just say a few scriptures because we wasn't here, or we were last Wednesday, but I want everybody to be on the same page. You, you got to get verse 15. He said, Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth, but I have called you, I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I made known unto you. And here's what you've got to remember uh, in that, is that there he's speaking of revelation. Revelation has come. We've been talking about abiding and all this stuff and, and how you've got to be in unity with the Spirit of God that's in you. And, and how do you do all of this? This is the importance, again, of prayer. Holiness starts right here with the abiding presence of God and me living my life submitted to that, that, that Spirit of God within me. That whatever the Word of God uh, says... That's what I submit to in, in the word of God. So he tells them that you're, you're to abide in me as the vine, the first few verses. And then he, he breaks it down a little bit more. And he said, this is by revelation. I revealed myself. I've made myself known to you for a reason. You've got to understand this, he's saying, because if you don't understand why I've revealed myself to you, there's going to be a battle that's going to try to deter you from abiding in him and he and you. And the battle's not necessarily the flesh. That's a battle we all are going to face. Even Christ gave us the example of how to combat the flesh. But he's speaking here of the world. And then he goes on, verse 16, remember the revelation in 15. You've not chosen me, I've chosen you. Verse 17, these things I command you. 18, if the world hate you, ye know that it hated me first. Now, last, the Wednesday before, I made a reference in the beginning, and I began to think about it afterwards, and I might have got my words inverted, so I want to come back and, and reestablish that Wednesday before, if you got the video, and in the beginning, I might have inverted them. There's two words, cosmos and chronos in the Greek. Chronos is dealing with time. Cosmos is dealing with the world. And it seemed like I remember starting talking about chronos and time but what I was in my mind thinking is the world and cosmos. So if you go back to the video and you hear it, I'm speaking of cosmos, not chronos. 
So I apologize for the, the little slip in the brain. So in verse 18, if the world hate you, you know that it hated me before you. That word world is cosmos. And I begin to explain that it talked about cosmos is dealing with the government of God. It's dealing with, not the government of God, governments of the world. And it's talking about how these governments have established themselves. In another lesson, we'll, we'll come to it. Let me just make the reference here. When Psalm starts talking about thrones of iniquity, Psalms, I think, 94. Starts talking about uh, thrones of iniquity that are established. It's speaking, iniquity speaking of hidden sins. And it's speaking of these establishments uh, in the government, in the spirit, that mirrors itself through the natural government. And these governments are wicked. Again, I'm not calling our government wicked. I know this is all recorded. What I'm saying is anything that opposes the word of God with a wicked, evil, iniquity, a hidden agenda, he's saying that's a throne. So what he's saying is, is this governmental authority, not the United States, I say it again, in the spirit, it hates him. It hates his name. Remember, I'm going into holiness with this. We always thought for years we got attacked because of our dress code. You're not getting attacked because of your, well, I can't live like this and I can't dress. I, well, if, 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 you know, that's what our kids, young couples, listen. I've heard this. I've lived with it. Well, I came, I remember in Iota, there was one Pentecostal girl in the whole school. Well, I can't live for God because of my dress code or because I can't do what the other kids do. That's not the case. They don't like you because of the Jesus in you, not your dress code. See how that's a different take on this whole holiness because people's like, what I got to do? Well, if I got to start dressing like that, acting like that, doing all of this stuff, the people are not going to accept me. They're not going to accept you when you repented of your sins and got the Holy Ghost. When God filled you with his holy presence and you begin from a very elementary, uh, immature level of growth, childlike faith, you and I begin to grow in him and we begin to abide in him. It was from that very... How many of you can testify when you got the Holy Ghost and your parents were not in church, maybe they were of another denomination, did they welcome it with open arms? No. I, got, I know situations I've dealt with in the past. Brother Bushnell can testify. We have baptized teenagers that were doing drugs and alcohol. We baptize them in Jesus' name. God fills them with the Holy Ghost. And they go home and their parents would rather them back on drugs than go into that Pentecostal church. Did you ever wonder why? We just gave the answer. Because it's Jesus in them. It's not a matter of they blame it on our standards or our dress code or the way we act. It has nothing to do with that. He says it very clear. They hated me. These thrones of iniquity that have been established in this world, this cosmos. That's where Jesus, I use the reference where he went in Matthew 4 and 8. Jesus goes up and he says, I'll give you all this of the world's. I'm going to give you this if you'll bow down and worship me. What he was wanting him to do was to come under the jurisdiction of the throne of iniquity. Change your throne of righteousness to a throne of iniquity. Folks, that battle is still for you and I today, Carly and Zach. The battle you and I face is what throne is going to be established in our life. 
Is it going to be a throne of righteousness or is it going to be a throne of iniquity? And iniquity is the hidden sins. It's almost like I'm going to act good, but really I've got an evil agenda to try to twist this and turn this into another. This is where Jude picks up with apostasy and and these men that were proclaiming that they were religious people and prophets. Super apostles and prophets. Remember Brother Bushnell? But what they were were workers of iniquity trying to establish and trying to usurp the throne. It happens in churches. It'll happen in a church. You've got a throne of righteousness that's established. And before long, you watch. That throne of righteousness is going to be challenged. And God will allow, because he wants to build the church strong, to realize you and I are in this, not for my own gain, but because it's about his righteousness. It's about his kingdom. It's about what God wants and not what you and I want. So we've got cosmos, the world. And when I use the definition, it talks about adorning. And the example was Matthew 4 and 8. And then from there, we went to Matthew 13, 22, the parable of the soil. That word, he said, the cares of the world. That's a different world. It means aeon or eons. We said that it's things and events of time is what that word means in the original Greek. A certain period of time. Culture then lends to that time. And that's where we stopped, was talking about culture and how you and I and what the scripture is trying to bear out is I am not predicated, dictated by what culture does in this world. I've got to become the opposite of whatever the culture is. Now, verse 19. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you're not of the world, but I chose you out. That's the message of holiness that you and I can't ever forget. He called you out. That's why I started this in the very beginning when I made the statement, you've not chosen me, verse 16, but I chose you. You did not choose him. He chose us first. He chose to bring us out that he could establish a testimony and a witness in you and I that I'm not subject to the world. I may live in it and I may function in it, but I'm not subject to the culture of this world. I'm not subject to the principle of this world. I'm not subject to the ideologies of this world. I submit my heart and my will. That is true holiness. He said, if you were of the world, it would love his own. But because you're not of the world, I chose you out. Therefore, it hateth you. ETH is always when you see it continuing. This thing of the world is always going to vie for your holiness. It's always going to vie for not your standards. You hear me? I'm not throwing standards out. We'll, I promise you. I, I've told you that. We'll cover all of that. But before we get that, i got to understand, what am I fighting? Why is there so much resistance when I say, or the Word of God says, let no filthy communication come out of your mouth. A man should dress like a man, and that which pertaineth to a man, that which pertaineth to a woman. Why is that such a struggle? Because there's a mindset from the world that you and I are indoctrinated with day in and day out. Well, I've got a remedy for it. The washing of the word can begin to do something to me in your mind that you and I don't have to... 
But if I'm not in the word, I made this comment the, 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 the just earlier today, yesterday. Yes, I don't understand, Brother Mike. Why is it so hard to pray? Now, I know I got bad days and I miss maybe, okay, I'm struggling in my prayer today. But prayer and fasting is just as essential as the food that you eat. The physical food, the this is the spiritual element that keeps you and I holding on to the revelation of who he is. He says, it hateth you and it's going to continually to hate you. Verse 20. Remember the word that I said to you. The servant's not greater than the Lord. What Jesus is telling them is the same thing that's coming against me. They hate me. If you got me, you're not going to be excused from it because you're the servant. But the same battle I face is going to be the same battle that you face. And if they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept, if they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. What he's saying is, they will never be satisfied with cohabitation. Hear me. Why is it we're so prone to cohabitate when the world will not cohabitate with you? Why is it we're so prone to let the line slide when the world is saying, oh, I've been waiting for you to give me an inch, Brother Butch. Now I can come in and take this one. Somebody's got to draw a line in the sand and say, this is what I'm going to do. I, I, listen, folks, I make every bit of allowance for our humanity. We've got bad days. We've got down days. We've got up days. But through the whole thing, there better be known about you and I. I'm a man of prayer. You're a woman of prayer. Because if that's not in me and you as the focus of every day that we live, the world is wanting one objective, to mess up your... It's not going to cohabitate. It's relentless on me and your mind and heart. Folks, you think the technology, you, listen, I'm not a, a, a news buff. I get people sending me stuff like crazy on, on all this stuff. They send me YouTube video. Man, man if I watched everything I got, Brother Bush, now, I'd never preach. And, and the, the new one was I got Brother Butch's on a, a AI, artificial intelligence. And robots, and you've heard me mention this before. My point to it is, the technology is moving at such a rapid pace that you and I are not going to have, it's almost like this. Where is the peace and tranquility? How can we have it when our head is spinning? Come on, who be honest? Your phone's going off 24-7. Your emails are going off. You got this one, you got that taken and folks, it's only going to become more and more and more. But if I can learn this one thing, Jesus said, they're not after you, me, they're after me. And if you keep me, everything.
everything's going to work itself out. If you can keep a relationship with him, everything's going to work itself out. That's why I say again, we don't need now I lay me down to sleep prayer, but we need a prayer with passion, a prayer with hunger, a prayer with desperation. If we have ever need Jesus, we need him now abiding in us and with us. Protocol, plans, they're not going to do it. But if we'll abide in him, wait, it's still about the revelation. Watch, verse 21. Here's the connect point. That was all just extra. 21, but all these things will they do unto you. What? What? Say it again. For thy name's sake. The world don't like his name. And here's where we are. Listen, hear, hear me in the Holy Ghost. The, 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 the comfortable Pentecostal days are numbered. And I know people get mad at me because my veins pop out and I provoke and agitate because I got one agenda. Those days of numbered of just kind of being comfortable on a Pentecostal pew. We got people about to walk in the back doors of our churches all over North America and they need to see a church that is alive with praise and worship and affirmation that I believe them. Uh, I believe God. This battle's gonna get greater and more intense. Because it hates his name. Come on, folks, they got rid of the Ten Commandments. It's all, what, what is, where's all this going? It's all over the name of Jesus. They don't want that revelation. Don't say his name. You can say God, Elohim. You can go ahead and say that because that's generic. Because that pew can be a God, that per anything can be a God. But when you say Jesus, you now just took everything and said, Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And that one God has manifested himself in the flesh. And there's only one and his name is Jesus. You just now begin to separate yourself without even knowing you said... Your holiness standards didn't separate you. It was the name of Jesus that separated you from everything else. Your battle and fight ain't over what you drink. It's over his name. It'd have been better you didn't even get his name then. Quit blaming it on holiness. And I got to dress a certain way. I can't do this. I can't do that. I know people all over North America. We filled up a conference in NAYWCP, whatever that's called, youth convention thing. 30,000, 40,000 kids. Don't tell me that, that kids can't live for God dressing holy because they got a revelation of it. I'm a king's kid and I'm abiding with him and he's abiding in me. They're not against me by what I look like. They're against me because who I represent. I'm a child of the king and they hate Jesus. That's why you and I got the best thing going. Being baptized in Jesus' name. I'm not excluding standards. If you leave here thinking that, you missed it. I'm starting where this thing really starts. And how it begins. Watch. He said, 
But unto all these things will they do to you for my name's sake. Watch. Because they know not. You see it? Here's what it's saying, Brother Bushnell. I wish you could toggle fast. It's no reflection on you, Brother Ron. But I wish we could throw multiple, throw 15 up there where he gives the revelation. He says, you know me. Revelation. You see that I'm the mighty, I'm the God of the Old Testament. I'm the one that was at glory cloud. It's veiled in my flesh right now. But you got a revelation of who I am. I've made myself known to you. And then the battle starts because now you know who I am and you're going to soon be abiding through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. You're going to be abiding with me. I'm trying to prepare you is what Jesus is saying. That when you're filled with my spirit, there's going to be an abiding. But they're not going to hate you. They're going to hate the one in me because they never got the revelation. They don't know him. I know the word know is an intimate term. It's relationship. Depart from me. You never knew me. That word knew means intimate. You never had relationship with me in prayer. In other words, you came to me in the institution of prayer. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I praise you. Jesus, touch Bobby. Jesus, touch this one. Jesus, fix this. Jesus, forgive me. And we're going, but we never knew him. That's not prayer. Prayer is when you and I come in communion with him and you feel that connect. That when you come to an altar, you first got the Holy Ghost and the power of God begin to surge through you. You connected with God right then. That can happen on Monday. That can happen on Tuesday. That can happen on Wednesday. And that's how it has to happen. If you and I are ever going to truly abide and make it in this end time. don't have the revelation there's no intimacy there's no connection there's no relationship he said now you 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 care to guess why why did the pharisees and sadducees why did they not do it brother bushnell brother charlie why did they not ascribe to jesus and be a follower of him it's real simple they they wanted i, I can't the words i can't get it in my head but they they wanted the position in the church more than they wanted religion, religion, uh, relationship with him. They couldn't afford. And folks, how many of them do we know? That, that's why I say again, and I know it's recorded. But you, you think it ain't hard for a Catholic priest to, to accept this truth? He's going to lose everything he's got. You think it's not hard for a Baptist minister to, to denounce the Trinity? He's going to lose his. He, if this has been his livelihood for 30, you think it's easy? But there's, a, there's nothing that you and I do for truth's sake that God ain't willing to help you and I and compensate. I say it again. There's going to be priests that's going to come. There's going to be Baptist preachers that are going to come. And they're going to get a revelation. Jesus is trying to teach the example to you and I. If we abide and keep the revelation of Jesus in us, they're going to get the revelation through you and I. Jesus ain't here, but he's in you. And if you tell somebody about it, they'll get the revelation. He'll get the revelation. He said, they don't know me. I came. I tried to present it to them. Oh, it gets better. And let me say something too. Some of you have sent me 
YouTube videos, don't stop sending them. I'll get to them when I can, but don't, don't because of my comment. Please keep sending them. Because there's some of them that have been very critical to kind of certain places I was and needed to, to hear. So, But look at verse 22. If I had not come, you got the revelation? 15, revelation came. 21, they didn't get the revelation. They hate him. The world, the government has said no. Verse 22. If I had not come and spoken unto them. Here it is. They had not sinned. Had not had sinned. But now they have no cloak for their sin. I'm going to come back one night in this process. If the Lord's willing. I'll talk about the throne of iniquity more. Iniquity is a hidden sin. You know what the word cloak means? In this particular text. It means excuse. Now watch. If they had not come and, just, and I came and spoke to them. Here's what Jesus did. Leave it up there for me. Jesus came and he came and he bore witness. Truth. <sighs> just like he did for you and I. How many times have I preached Matthew 13, 14, and 15 in this church? To him that hath, more shall be given. To him that hath not, that which he has shall be taken away. He's speaking of truth. And what he's saying is, God's given you truth. You had elementary truth. You got it from the beginning. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins. You have received the gift of the Holy Ghost. You got it. Truth. Boom. It got you in the door. If you stop there and don't continue in truth, eventually that truth that you just got, that you're shouting over, over time, he will take that away from you. If you don't do something with it and progress in truth. That's why Jesus said, if you be a believer, continue in my word. You shall be a disciple. There's the continuation. So what Jesus is trying to show you and I is he comes to bear witness. I've seen this, Brother Bush, in congregations, in evangelizing. God sent me there for one reason, to give a prophetic witness. God declares the word. This is what you got to do. You've got sin in this church. You're in adultery. You're in whatever. You go down the line. It's identified. And now it's either remedy or God removes his spirit. And Jesus is painting the same picture. I came and bore witness to them that they have no excuse for their sin. Now I'm going to come right down where we are and I'm just going to nudge it. I'm not going to dig it. Everything that hath breath, praise ye the Lord. That's a command. I'm not dangling you and I over hell, but everything that hath breath, pray. If you're breathing, you better open your mouth and praise him or God's going to take the truth you got. We'll deal with that on another night. Romans 2, leave it, Brother Ron's with toggling. I want to go back to John 15, 22. I said I wasn't going to be long, long. I'll repent. I'm lying. I'm going 15 more minutes. Romans 12 and 2. Romans 12 and 2. Now, here, here's the thing. I've done talked to you about first Matthew 4 and 8. I gave you the, the world, meaning cosmos. Matthew 13 and 22, the word world means anion or eon is where it comes from. Now, Romans 12 and 2, it's, it, it, give me, uh, yeah, that's good. Be not conformed to this world. It's eon again. Be not conformed to this world. two words here I want you to pay special attention to. Conform and transform. Conform means to be fashioned after. Fashioned after 
are patterned after. The word world in this one means eons. It's the same thing. It's relating to a certain time, things and events in time. Many times this, if you look at the root word of eon and even cosmos, was it totally crazy? They actually, the roots connect to chronos and et and other words that mean uh, having to do with time. So they're kind of all interrelated. And you got to define what is actual time and what is actual event. This is event. You with me? Am I going too fast? I see some bewildered looks in the eyes right now. So what he's saying is you cannot fashion yourself or pattern yourself to the events or things of this season. Somebody hear me. We're in a new season for the church. It's not like it was 40 years ago. That's why I believe, Brother Bushnell, God's going to raise up young men. Men that have a prophetic touch on them. Men that are part of five-fold ministry. We've got to have the five-fold ministry in this church. Apostle, prophet, pastor, teacher, and evangelist in its full office and operating at full capacity. Because the season is saying, conform to me. The world is pulling and saying, conform. I wish I was maybe a little bit more smarter, brilliant, that I could bring in all the statistics of what battles people's minds, what robs you from prayer, what robs you from your, your communion, Zach, between you and God. What stopped you today, Zach, from not praying? I'm not saying you didn't pray, just use your example. What stopped you from not praying? What stopped you from coming into communion with God and complete just you and Him? What stopped it? The world. The season. The events of this time. It keeps you so busy that when you get home at 6 o'clock and it's time to sit down and you finally open your Bible, you're too sleepy to even read it. You think this world spirit don't know what it's doing by making you and I chase our tail like a dog? We come in and we're so tired. We're so stressed out from all the events that's happening on our jobs, in our schools, in our home. That, that's why it says, woe unto them that give suck in the end time. That They better run to the top of the roof because this thing's going to get so intense. But the hope for the church is, it don't matter how crazy the season is out there. As long as the season in here is at peace with God and is at one man with God, you and I can make it through anything. He said, don't fashion after this world. Don't fashion. I found this and I made a copy of it. These two words, transform, conform. Two, what's prefixes and suffixes? I failed English. What's the pre, pre, prefix? Prefix is con, con, and the other one is trans. Con, in this definition, both got the root word of form. Con, or to conform, is to be with the structure or the form. Now let, let, let it just sink in for a minute. How much of your daily life structure parallels and is identical to the world? I'm preaching on holiness tonight. How much of your day is more like the world? I'm not talking about drinking Marlboro or smoking Marlboro and drinking a fifth of Jack Daniels and, and doing all kind of... I'm talking about just our lifestyle. 
How much of it parallels the world? Are we chasing after the golden dream? Are we chasing after things that moths and, and dust is just going to corrupt? The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all things shall be added. I'm not seeking that. That's going to find me no matter. I'm going to be blessed no matter where you and I go. As long as we stay in alignment with God's will. We're gonna, we could be in Dubai and God's going to open the windows of heaven and bless you and I. Because we seek first the kingdom. What's the structure of your life? Does it pattern the season and the pattern of the world? Does our music pattern the world? Does our preaching pattern the world? Does our camp meetings pattern the world? Are we trying to keep up with the, the latest event? And I'm not saying anything about the, 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 I believe in it. I'm going to support it. I'll tell the church about it. I'm, I'm on a different vein. I'm not talking about that. Brother Weber is pure as snow. I, I, it's great. But are we, are we trying to conform to the patterns of mega churches? So therefore to conform to their structure, we're going to do what they do. I'm still talking about holiness. I ain't even touched a standard yet. I'm talking about holiness and, and abiding with the holy presence of God in me and you that I'm not conforming to their pattern and structure. I'm going to conform to the only pattern, J-E-S-U-S, -S, and the Word of God. And I'm not going to change that one iota. Conform, structure, form. Transform, trans, across and beyond. You see it already? Conform. You're either going to form or pattern yourself in parallel to the eons of this world. Structure. You're going to dress like them. You're going to act. See, it don't start. That's why people, we always say, well, they just went off the deep road and started dressing all crazy and started going to crazy events that are ungodly. It didn't start with that. It started with a lack of relationship in their prayer life. And then what happened is somebody put a, a regulation or a rule on them and says, don't do that. Don't do that. And here's the thing. You listen to your parents until you get understanding. But somewhere in your life, you better get understanding of why we do what we do. That's legalism. That's where I do it. I do it out of obedience, yes. But it's never meant to be obedience and never get understanding. It's supposed to be I do it out of obedience. And then I'm hungering for more. And then God's going to reveal a little bit more truth. And a little bit more truth. And I'm going to begin to see why a woman dresses godly. Why a man dresses godly. Why a woman does this. Why a man does this. It all goes back to the abiding revelation of him in you. But if I'm not careful, the pattern. It's just all making sense, folks. If I don't keep the pattern of the, the Bible, the Word of God, Jesus, I'm going to parallel to them, Brother Ron. And he says, be not conformed, be not fashioned, be not patterned, be not structured like the season out there. And watch. But go beyond in your patterning. 
I'm telling you, I could pop a vein. Don't ever let anybody tell you. You can just sit and coast. You can never coast. There's no such thing. And God will give an allotment of time. He will give an allotment to our church. I said it again. I went into those churches and bore witness, brother. brother, They had a season, a moment. And I cannot tell you tonight that every one of them took it. And then the cycle goes for years. And God's merciful and God's good. But then he lets people die out and miss what they could have had in present. All because... They structured their life to the eons instead of structuring their life to the word of God which says you've got to go beyond, 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 beyond. You can't stay where you are. you got to go beyond. you got to go beyond. This is patterned in Canaan. Everybody says Canaan's heaven. Canaan ain't heaven. Canaan is a place of sanctification. It's a place of you and I coming out. Conquering, 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 conquering. And if I'm not conquering the things of this eon, they will conquer you. That makes sense, Brother Bush now. He said, don't let it conform to this. He said, here it is. Be transformed. Here's the answer. Your mind is fixed and repaired and restored by going beyond. If you don't go beyond, you're going to struggle with depression, oppression, fear, confusion, anger, doubt, unbelief. Because see, that's the pattern of the world. The world is full of that. They're confused. They're, they don't know what to do. They're fearful. They're, they're filled with all these things. But when I come under God and I pursue Him and I go beyond, I pray when I don't feel like praying. I praise Him when I don't feel like praising Him. I worship Him when I don't feel like worshiping. Because my body's telling me this. Why? That's the pattern of the world. It's the flesh, yeah. But it's the world saying, all of that's not necessary. Folks, I'm telling you, there's a powerful spirit of revelation in the prophetic in this house tonight. And I say again, this is my home and my church, but please let this bear witness with your spirit tonight. Because I don't want to be in that other one that God just says, okay, we're going to have to change some things up and some people start rolling out of here. That old death angel can walk these aisles, and I promise you, he can move things out very quickly. I've seen it just in, a, just in the last two years, even while I've been pastoring, I was in another church. And it happened. I said, ma'am, you're going to be screaming out in a, in a hospital in pain. And there won't be a person can help you. You'll die of cancer. That's not me. Pastor called me three months ago said, Brother Benoit, you remember? I said, yeah. He said, just like you said, they could hear her screaming down the hall of the hospital in pain saying, help me. And she died of cancer. You hear me? God is serious about abiding with you. And I don't know about you, 
But I'm ready for him to abide with you and I. And that we can prove that which is the perfect will of God. I close. Musicians, y'all come. Just get ready. He said, by you going beyond and forming, fashioning yourself by the word of God, your mind. Somebody hear me in the Holy Ghost. I'm done. Our minds are only going to be healed by going beyond in the word of God. Now watch. That you may prove it's God's name at stake. He wants you to be healed in your mind more than you want to be healed. He's wanting to heal you because he wants to grab you and say, come here, Dust. He wants to grab you and say, I'm proving to this world I'm a healer of the mind. I'm a healer of the emotions. I'm a healer of the body. And I'm a savior of the soul. I want to prove that to everybody. Stand with me. Well, I didn't finish again. We'll come back and try. But you know, I'll have to repeat myself for the first 15 minutes to get my groove. He wants to prove that which is good and acceptable. Had people come say, Brother Benoit, what's the will of God? I said, I ain't God. You go ask him. I ain't God. If he tells me, I'll share. But I'm not a prophetic vein that you can just beep, tell me. No, it don't work that way. No, that's that. But he's wanting to show you and I. I can heal your mind. Prove what's good, acceptable. I'll come back to find these later. But here's the last one of that. The perfect will of God. God's got a perfect will, Brother Roger, for you. Tyler, for you. Brother Langley, Brother Savon, Brother Mike. No matter age, don't matter. He's got a perfect will for you, Brother Langley. And God is over here saying, God can't quit. God can't ever quit. There's only one thing I see where he proverbially will quit, and that ain't even the right word, and that's blasphemy against the Holy Ghost. And last time I checked, there ain't nobody in here you blasphemy the Holy Ghost. Blasphemy, big old words, man. Just you, you said something you should have said about God. But he's over here saying, I'm not gonna give up on you. I'm not gonna quit on you. Because you mean more to me and me abiding in you. To prove to everybody that when you get the revelation of my name, you become mine. And God wraps you up in his arms and he says, you're mine now. I'm going to keep you, Brother Langley. I'm going to protect you. And as long as you keep moving forward, God ain't never going to let you go. I don't know about y'all, but that's a good God, Brother Darrell. He won't ever let us go. The greatest thing we got is the revelation of who He is in us. And if we can nurture that God consciousness in us through prayer and seeking God, Sister Whitney, Brother Dustin, Sister Jennifer at the school, there's nothing that God cannot do in these places. Lift your hands with me right now. Come on, there's an abiding presence of God in people in this place tonight. 
And that abiding presence of God is wanting to go into the heart, the mind. Come on, let him move in chambers of your heart, not your natural heart, your spiritual heart right now. Before we come to this altar, let him move in those places. God wants to heal mind and body and soul. God wants to touch you and I. He wants to strengthen. The answer to it all is we're fighting a battle outside, but there should be peace on the inside. Tonight, you're going to find that peace right now. Come on, step out of that pew together. Let's all come tonight together. The peace of God's going to sweep over people tonight. I feel it so strong in the Holy Ghost right now. Peace of God's going to help some people's heart. People are struggling in their minds. Come on, families are struggling. Folks, this is the hour we live in. There's always going to be struggles in families and homes, marriages and jobs and finances, emotions and mental things. God wants to touch it. Now throw those hands up as a sign of surrender to Him. Let Him prove the acceptable, good, perfect will of God. Come on, open your mouth. Talk to Him right now. Don't be intimidated by your neighbor. They're not going to stand in judgment for you. They're not going to stand in judgment for you. Your husband, your wife, your kids, your grandma, your grandpa. You're going to have to be accountable for this moment right now. That's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Accept what God has given you and I through his word tonight. Somebody's going to rise to a new place of peace. broken before because we're in a different season I'm not putting it on a man I get it men make mistakes I understand it but you hear me there's an anointing in that office that when they come to this pulpit I'm not going to have to say he's the 
evangelist, whatever. I may call it, but you hear me. Just be ready when they come to this pulpit. Be ready for that office to go beyond for our church. Can you believe that with me? Come on, don't minimize anybody that comes to this pulpit. I don't care if you don't know who they are. Just be ready. Lift your hands right now. Say, God, be it unto us. Be it unto me according to your word tonight. I receive the word of God. Come on, tell it from your mouth. I'm giving you the words, but let it be your heart's prayer. I receive it. I believe it. Tonight in Jesus' name. God, do it for our congregation. Do it for the people of God in Indian Villages, this community in Southwest Louisiana. In the name.